0: Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, practical Buddhism for the modern world. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to Episode 3 of Season 3 of the Toward Light podcast. Last episode, I talked about acceptance, and I talked about three internal processes that can be hard for us to accept. This episode, I want to look at the roots of these processes and what we can do to get to know them and what we can do to work with them, to live with them, to come to acceptance of them. The three parts that I talked about last week were the inner critic, the comparing mind, and judgment. And these things are all sort of in the same family. Now, as I talk about this I'm going to be speaking from the Dharma, but also from some of my experience as a therapist. So these aspects of mind, these critical aspects of our mind, these comparing aspects of our mind, these judging aspects of our mind, these are all coping mechanisms. These are all developed in some ways in our very primitive part of our brain. So. As humans developed, we lived in tribes. And if you got kicked out of the tribe, you were going to die. You could not survive. So if you did something wrong, you learned to remember that and to make sure you didn't do it again. And if you were doing something close to it, you might get critical. Or because you're trying to stay in the tribe, You might be comparing yourself to the other people in the tribe, trying to figure out where you are in the hierarchy. Or you may be judging others because you're trying to understand what's good behavior, what's bad behavior, what's safe behavior, what's not safe behavior. These things developed in our primitive minds, but over time, over generations, a lot of them have become more and more entrenched or more and more built upon. Because now, if you get, quote unquote, kicked out of your tribe, if you lose your job, if you get a divorce, survival might still be an issue, but it's probably not as immediate of a threat. But as culture has developed, and as capitalism has developed, we've developed these what used to be coping mechanisms to sort of an oversized degree. On a personal level, some of these can get developed more based on trauma. Maybe it's big T trauma or little t trauma. Maybe in first grade your teacher singled you out for something negative. And so anytime you do anything that's sort of close to that behavior, you start to get really critical. And in first grade, that kept you safe and on the teacher's good side and whatever, right? But now as an adult, that's an oversized reaction. You don't need to be as critical of yourself. Or another example, I really remember in fourth grade, coming to sc- the school year after being gone for the summer and feeling a real clear, at least in the females, this clear sort of hierarchy of cool kids and not cool kids. And I don't understand how that happened. It was very unspoken, very subtle, but there was definitely a separation And so then I was looking at the cool kids, trying to figure out what they had, what they were doing that I wasn't, so I could become part of that group. And so that is a coping mechanism I used when I was in fourth grade, nine years old. Now today, as a 44-year-old woman, if I'm at the gym, comparing myself to other people, trying to figure out, why they seem, quote unquote, cooler, or they have more friends at the gym, or they know more than I do. That's not really useful. I can notice at the gym, oh, that person is better at this task than I am. And I can ask for their help, or I can learn from their example. But I don't need to be putting myself down or separate or different. But because these strategies, these strategies of self-criticism, these strategies of comparison, these strategies of judgment are so entrenched in us, if we're not aware of them, we may be acting from those parts. We may be acting from that nine-year-old self or that first-grade self or whatever. These behaviors have aspects of all of the poisons. Greed, aversion, delusion. But delusion is really the driving factor here. There's some delusion that if I am critical of myself enough, then I can be perfect. So there's this delusion of perfectionism. If I figure out where I am in the hierarchy, I will feel less helpless and have a way to move up. Or if I'm judging others, I feel like I have some measure of control over my understanding of them or their relationship with me or whatever. The antidote to delusion is presence, is awareness. So when these things come up, we need to get present. We need to get mindful. We need to connect with here and now and see what else is available. In the therapeutic model internal family systems, which was created by Dick Schwartz, he has this idea of parts that there is inside of us. We have our sort of capital S wise self, but then we have these parts that have been conditioned over time to do these behaviors, to do these mental patterns that aren't always useful. And so in a mindfulness practice, it can be useful sometime to say, okay, for this sitting period, I'm just going to notice every time a part comes up, every time something comes up in my mind, in my body, in my emotions that doesn't feel like me. Again, because this is so conditioned, that can be hard to tease out. That's why daily mindfulness practice is so important because we get to, over time, see the subtle differences. We get to, over time, understand what is our true knowing, what is our true voice, what is true insight, and what is maybe these old condition patterns. Now, these patterns aren't going to go away, but we can lessen the volume on them. We can notice them. The more that we notice them, the more we notice that that's not coming from our wisest self, then we can say thank you, but no thanks, and move forward in a more skillful way. When we practice mindfulness, we need to get interested. Dhamma-vichaya, investigation, what lets me know? that the critical mind is present? What lets me know that the comparing mind is present? What lets me know that the judging mind is present? What happens in my body? What is happening in my mind? What's happening in my emotions? Which of those things do I notice first that then I can investigate further? You may notice that the thoughts of the inner critic Or the thoughts of the inner comparing person or the thoughts of the inner judger have a different flavor, maybe even come from a different voice. So we get to know, oh, that's that's not true insight. That's something different. Another antidote to delusion is wisdom and study. So when we notice that we're really spun out in some inner criticism or some comparison or some judging, that's a time when we can cultivate some wisdom. There are different ways we can do that. We can talk to a trusted friend or mentor or teacher. We can look at the three marks of existence, especially impermanence, and see the impermanence of these states. We can listen to a talk, we can read some dharma, listen to a podcast, but we find different ways to get ourselves out of that cycle, to get ourselves out of the delusion that we can create perfection, or that we're helpless, or that we have to always be in control. I'm going to link to in the show notes to a podcast interview with Dick Schwartz. If you're interested in this idea of parts and getting to know parts, you might be interested in some of his work. And one final thing I want to say is comparing mind, mana. This is one of the defilements. This is one of the 10 things that we need to let go of for liberation. And In the stages of enlightenment, there are four stages, and we do not get rid of mana until the last stage. So, that comparing mind, it's going to be there. It's not going away. It is hardwired, very primitive. And so, knowing that, noticing whenever you're comparing yourselves better than, less than, equal to, that takes you a step closer to freedom. To wrap up, just the reminder that these habits of mind, inner critic, the comparing mind, the judging mind, are parts of us. And so pushing them away is not going to be useful. That's aversion. So we need to accept them as they show up and notice their difference between the part and our true insight, and make our decisions about what we think about, what actions we take, what we speak about, based from that place of insight as much as possible, and less from these parts. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.